My name is Kelly Tyen, and welcome to Addicted to the Climb. Hey guys, welcome to the show. You are going to learn how I overcome adversity, hear from people just like you that have faced challenges and still keep climbing. Are you ready to elevate your life and choose your path? Let's do it together. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey everyone, welcome back to Addicted to the Climb. And I'm so thankful for you guys just tuning in every week. But this episode is a very special one to me. When I began thinking about my podcast and launching it a few years ago, my guest today was one of the very first people I knew I wanted on the show. She has been such an inspiration to me since 2010, and I'm just so honored to introduce her to you. Her name is Kim Dolan Leto. She's the author of the book in DVDs called Fit, which means Faith Inspired Transformation. She has graced countless covers of fitness magazines, and I'm holding one in my hand as we speak. She's a speaker, a mother, and she's a coach serving strong Christian women. Her latest launch is her new podcast called The Strong Confident His, which we will dive into. Everything in Kim's life is fueled by Christ, and she believes he must be first in all things, including eating, exercise, and how you see your own body. And I couldn't agree this more. Kim's story is incredible because looking at her, you would never think this beautiful fitness model struggles from being overweight, insecure, and had feelings of unworthiness at times. I've learned so much from her along the years, and I know you will too, and you're going to walk away with this in, from this interview today with a renewed spirit and a new hope to walk boldly in your faith. So Kim, I am so excited you're here, and welcome to my show. Oh my gosh, thank you. After that intro, I just feel so humbled and blessed. You like make me want to cry. You're such a sweetheart. And she's sitting here, you can't see her, but she is holding, like showing me this cover of a magazine of me from 10 years ago. And it's just, I just, it, there's so much more to fitness. I feel like fitness is a bond. It is such a deep bond that women share because it's this struggle. Like you might see these pictures and they might show you the countless hours of effort and then some editing. <laughs> I always have to add that in there because I'm like, I can't even look that good. Um, exactly. No, it's, it's important. It is important to say that because women don't remember to think about that. They look at it and they're like, oh, I just want to look like that. And then they get all, you know, their self-esteem goes right out the window. But thank you for saying that. It's just a moment in time. It's like, did you look like you... Do you walk around looking like you did on your wedding day for like that split second great photo that you have? It's like, I never want people to not see the struggle and the pain. And I would never want to make anyone feel like they couldn't live up to some article that I wrote or some image because it, that was just a, a glance in time with a fan and perfect lighting. And I, I am an advocate for truth. And I always jokingly say, I wish I could look like my photos. <laughs> okay, first of all, everybody listening, she really does look like her photos. <laughs> she was blessed with a lot of great qualities in and features. So Kim, you are just so beautiful. But bef before we even dive into your story, I wanna start with a prayer and I would be so honored if you okay. could lead this into just a prayer that you want to. 
I would be absolutely blessed. And if this is a little new to your listeners, this is all inclusive, okay? So dear God, we just come before you in this moment and we ask that your words, our words, that every word is yours and that anything that's said just builds these women up. We want them to become the very best versions of themselves, whether that's through a fitness struggle, a business struggle, a body confidence struggle, wherever their struggle is today, Lord, we ask that you meet them there in their struggle and we pray Proverbs 31, 25 over them, that they would be dressed with strength that they would laugh without fear of their future. And we want them to know who they are in you and we are here to serve them and build them up and be strong and confident and know that they're yours and that they can be addicted to this climb. They can always, even if with, even through the struggle, even through the pain, even through the seasons when they feel like, I, I can't do this. They can in you. When they turn to you, they can do anything. And we love you, Lord. We love these ladies and we're here to serve. Bless this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that. That was beautiful. So I do want to dive into your background, you know, how you grew up a little bit. Did you always have faith? Was it strong part of your family? And I just want to talk about that a little because maybe there's people out there that don't even have any faith right now. And you can teach us how yours started to grow, when it started to grow. So take us back a little bit into your journey. I feel like I've always had a faith. I was born and raised Catholic, but in 1997, I was going through a very bad relationship. I was abused by a person, I've never talked about this, and he was, he was, he made me feel like nothing, but God had given me such a sense of, there was I felt like there was supposed to be more. And if you're listening and you're like, I have more in me, this story's for you. So when you're in a bad situation like I was, I opened up my Bible one day. My parents were had recently become Christians and I started reading the Bible and I just met Jesus in the scriptures and only in him and through him was I able to leave this relationship. Now, coincidentally, at this time I had gotten, I had just been graduating from the U of A and moving to, to Scottsdale, Arizona, where I live now. And it was hard. It was like, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you felt like there's nothing that's going to get me through this. And so it's, I've been in situations like that time and time again, where God has just shown me that he's with me in the journey and that in him, I can get through anything. So that was the main, that was like a main big deal being in a horrible relationship. And then after that in fitness, I, people don't realize this. I did not start fitness until I was in my thirties and my dad had a stroke at 47. I was 30 when he was 47. My parents had me so young, but his stroke, like seeing someone who was so healthy looking all of a sudden half paralyzed laying in a hospital bed and people were, the doctors were saying, come say goodbye to your dad. They didn't know what was wrong with him. Later we found out he was exposed to a poison that caused him to have a lot of health issues. But just seeing that, it was the catalyst for me to say, okay, God, what are you telling me here? I feel like God is always trying to use our pain, our struggle, our trials to grow us. Like your podcast says, Addicted to the Climb. He's always trying to like birth us to a new level. So looking at my dad, I was like, okay, I need to do anything I can to figure out how to help him. But I was also thinking to myself, what, what is this telling me? Like, what is God saying? How can I come out of this better? What, what, what is he trying to teach us? 
And all, at that time, I was working for a pharmaceutical company, and I had actually tested, hot, like, I had high cholesterol. I was overweight. I was out of shape. I mean, I couldn't even do a push-up for my knees. It was sad. Like, I, if you're on the, in that grind where you're working all day long, and, like, you work, 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 and you have one meal at the end of the night, and you're, like, stuffing your face, that was me. Never worked out. Couldn't do a thing. But seeing my dad was, like, the catalyst that told me, okay, it's time for you to take care of your health. It's time for you to stop living like you have all the time in the world. And it's time for you to go get the life that I died to give you. So I had seen a fitness show when I was going through college. I had seen the Fitness America ESPN series. And I told my husband now, which was my boyfriend then, when my dad was going through this, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna compete in fitness. That's gonna be the goal. I need a huge goal to push me. And I signed up and girl, I couldn't even do like it was so embarrassing and the only gymnastics class I always joke that I could get into was for eight-year-olds so they would laugh at me like I would I was so desperate to learn to get fit and to learn stuff that I just didn't care I was like I'm gonna shut up and show up and I am going to this is this I'll build a plane while I'm flying it right so that's really how I got into fitness was just seeing that I needed to take care of myself and Find, I found Oxygen Magazine, I had seen ESPN on TV, and I said, I'm doing that, and so I did it. So you not only did the bikini division, you also did the gymnastics and the fitness, right? You I've, team. I've never done bikini or figure or any of that. I only did the fitness routine, okay. and I did Fitness America and Miss Fitness. Um, they were both on TV until a couple years ago. Yeah, I won the ESPN series, and yeah, and it's crazy because I look at it and I think, I always wanted to be a gymnast when I was young, but I was the oldest of five kids, and we really didn't have a lot of money or time, so I feel like God gave me my childhood later on in life. That is such an amazing story, because for those that aren't familiar with fitness, competing, competitions, you guys, most people don't just jump into what Kim jumped into and just started doing gymnastics, especially over 30. I mean, how old were you when you first walked on that stage? The first I was 30, and the last time I did it, I was 45. Wow. Congrats, because every, I know the hard work that that took and the discipline that you, you know, you were right on, but you had a drive in you that, did that just come naturally? I mean, how did this drive, where did this come from? Because you were overweight, and I'm sure you were sluggish. But, but I know you met God at that time, and, you know, how did you feed that every single day? What did you do? Give us some tips if somebody's stuck right now. I think everyone that's listening knows that deep inside them there's more, and there's something in them that they haven't done. They, like, I know there's someone that's listening right now that's, that knows deep down, like, I have this dream, and... I can't see any piece or part of it in reality, but I know that I'm supposed to do this. And I want to speak to that person because I think when you can see something that you know you're supposed to do, but absolutely nothing in reality tells you you can do it, that was me. Like, I literally was like, I want to do this. And everyone would just look at me like when I wanted to become a model or when I wanted to do fitness or when I wanted to write a book. Everyone's always said, like, I jokingly tell my husband, like, you've never had to cheat on me because I've been like 20 different people. I've been like, 
overweight pharmaceutical rep, a fitness competitor, a model, a mom. I love that. <laughs> that's a joke. Okay. <laughs> that's that's a that's that's hysterical. <laughs> but to answer your question, it's because I all of us know we have more and we are more. It's igniting that fire. It's taking that step in faith. It's believing when there's no proof that you should. And that's when I'm like, I dig my heels in and I'm like, I'm going to show up and do this until it works. So you said believing in yourself when no one else does, but you know, that takes a lot for someone because people have a lot of self doubt. They struggle with it every day. Their mindset gets in the way. So what are the things that you can remember you did are things that you do now to battle that mind? Well, I don't really believe that it's me. Like, I don't believe, okay, so if you're saying, like, I think about it from this angle. It isn't, it, it's a gift that God gave me. So the, for the sweet friends that are listening, it isn't even about you. It's about, it's about the fact that you've been created with a plan and purpose for your life. Jeremiah 29, 11 is proof of that. So when you carry out that plan and purpose of your life, that's God working in you, through you, and for you to accomplish what he created you to do. That has nothing to do with me or you. It's carrying out his plan. So tapping into the word, staying in the word, having routines and structure in your life and, and doing it even when you don't feel like doing it. I know that sounds impossible for some. So you've got to build in that accountability. You've got to find those sweet friends that are going to lift you up when you're like, I can't do this. It's putting it down on paper. It's praying over it. It's getting people involved. It's building an accountability system. It's finding key scriptures. If you don't know the Bible, Google, what does God say about this? It's going for it even when you feel like, I've got, I, I, who am I to do this? I, I tell myself, I ask myself constantly, Kelly, like, who am I to do this? And God tells me, like, you're a child of God. Like, roll your freaking shoulders back, and you're a daughter of the king. Like, so I think when you know that it isn't even about you, like, the gift that you're using right now that God has given you is to serve other people. It's helping other people. So you stepping out in faith isn't even about you. It's about him using you to help other people. Does that make sense? It does completely. I know that there's just, you know, my faith is 100% on him. I don't know where I would be without it. I don't know how people go through their day on their own because I rely heavily on his strength every single minute of every single day, especially right now with this quarantine. I'm sure you're feeling, you know, times of heaviness or some of your clients might be reaching out to you and they're struggling. Let's dive into this present moment for a minute and talk about how, you know, advice that you're giving to others that are struggling right now and need that push or the accountability or handheld. What are you doing right now for yourself and for those people? Well, I teach something called the Fit Power Hour in my book, Faith Inspired Transformation. And right now, more than ever, structure is important. You can't just get up and not have structure to your day. You, like I get up, I read the Bible, I work out, I jump into 
my day. I structure everything. I've created a, a schedule and structure for my daughter too, who is homeschooling so that she's getting her workout in, she's reading her Bible. So I think putting together a structure for your life right now helps you feel empowered at the end of the day, helps you sleep better. I always have a sleep schedule. I Sleep is so important. Prayer is so important. Drinking water, going for a walk, doing what you can do instead of obsessing about what you can't do. Yes, you can't go to the gym and get your perfect workout in, but you can have a friend, like join, get a friend and say, look, we're going to be accountable to each other. We'll Zoom work out together on YouTube, or we will text each other when we're done working out, or we will at the end of the day, like I have a girlfriend and we stay accountable together. We tell each other, okay, I got it in, or no, I didn't, or I'm thinking about not doing it. Help me. So having a go-to person to prop you up when you want to quit, get that workout in, get in the word, get, get into your day. Like this is an opportunity. Look at everything in reverse. What can I be doing right now that I couldn't normally be doing? How can I be learning online to make my business better? How, what, what can I dive into that I've been wanting to do forever? You know? So I think it's, about creating structure and really utilizing this time to grow, to come out better on the other side. I love everything you just said, and I strongly believe also in showing up. All you have to do is show up. And yep. if you show up, God will lead you. If you're praying, like you said, all those things, he will direct your path as long as you just show up. If your goal is to get healthier right now, well, listen, you need to show up in that area, clean out your fridge. If you want to you know, get more fit, you need to show up, get your workout clothes on. So I amen to all of that. I love it because I know so many people sit around and why me and the pity party. And, but you know what? If you're not showing up every day and having structure, as you just said, then your day just gets away from you. And at the end of the day, you're not going to feel proud or accomplished. You're going to feel the opposite. And, it, and I think that turns into a crazy cycle, I call it, until you start showing up. And it doesn't have to be a big thing. I tell people to just take one step today, create a small win. Because when you create a small win, even if that is as simple as making a healthy meal or telling your kids like, okay, let's go for a walk outside or putting on your, uh, your Bible on your, eye, on your phone and you know, saying, okay, I'm going to go do the yard work or clean out my closet. Something that makes you feel like you're accomplishing something builds momentum. And when you see who you really are and who you want to be in you, it just fuels that. Sitting around and not, I always tell people like, get off Netflix, turn off the news, open your Bible, girl, open your Bible and go get into movement. I, another thing that's so key right now too is take the perfection pressure and dieting and just ditch it. Like, I don't even believe in dieting anyway, but there is no, there should be no pressure right now to be trying to eat perfectly and work out perfectly. This is about mental health and physical health from a completely different perspective. Yes, I agree. I think taking the perfection out is the key point right there because that is people are trying so hard to homeschool their children, eat right, get a workout and they're seeing all the posts on Instagram and people are doing all these things. Just the one small win a day can lead to so many great wins in the end of the day. So, but why don't you tell us a little bit about you right now? You're, you have a daughter, you're married, you're working, you have a podcast, you're working out. How, so you have a structure, so you have a set schedule every single day, right? 
And for the moms listening that are all over the place, can you just give them a couple tips to like actual tools or tips for them right now to do starting tomorrow or today? I think one thing that's key is getting alone and just breathing. Like maybe you're not a Christian and you don't believe in the Bible or the word of God, or I hope that you do uh, because scripture is literally like, if you don't know the word, I feel like you have nothing to fight with in this life. But for people that are, this is new to them, just find a quote or something that empowers you and get alone for five minutes and just breathe breathing in and out like get rid of the stress put yourself and your family on a sleep-wake cycle getting in your sleep is so important turn the tv off get outside you know with my daughter it's not perfect and it's hard but it's like the other day we made an obstacle course in our backyard it looked so dumb but we had so much fun and we created memories and we laughed like hysterically out loud so what I would say is get the kids involved in cooking, get the kids involved in exercise, get the kids involved in cleaning out the closets and then say, okay, from this time to this time every day, we'll watch a movie as a family. Um, from this time to this time every day, we pray or we read our Bible together. So I think it's just creating a loose schedule. It doesn't have to be perfect. And mom, I am, moms, I am not saying that this is easy and I'm not saying that it has to be a perfect journey. But if you start applying the structure to your day, you're a role model and they will follow you. Absolutely. I'm doing the same things. I'm, you know, my son's 13. Is your daughter around the same? How old is your daughter? She'll be 13 May 3rd. Okay. I thought so. So it's the same thing. You have to, if you're not leading by example, they're going to follow your footsteps. So if you want to make changes in the households or if things aren't going the way you thought they would go, then start with yourself and it will trickle down because they are watching us too. They're watching us to see how we respond to these situations, right? Right. But we totally have to manage our expectations mm -hmm. and know that it's not going to be perfect and it's okay. Like it's, when I, that's why I said a loose structure. So take all the perfection pressure off of yourself and know that God gave you those sweet kiddos and you there's no one better than you to take care of them exactly now I want to turn a little bit and ask you a few fun questions okay these might be one word two word answers because okay I want to just shoot out a favorite couple favorites what is your favorite book of the Bible I would probably say that it's trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, acknowledge him in all your ways and he will direct your path. And that's, that's Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Okay, that's what I was going to say. So is Proverbs one of your favorite books? I love the whole Bible. I will say there are like the whole New Testament I've written, I've read so many times, but then there's also like, I love Proverbs thirty-one seventeen, which says she dresses her arms with strength, or she dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. I love that because I feel like dressing yourself with strength is putting on the armor of God. And it also talks about making yourself strong. And I feel like God does want us taking care of our temple. So as someone who loves confidence and in teaching confidence and strength, not in a manner of just what you look like, but who you are inside, Proverbs 31, 17 beautifully embodies that that she dresses her arms with strength and makes herself strong. I love that. I just bought the book, The, Pow um, 
the power, becoming a woman of excellence. I just bought it. I'm sure you've read that, right? Oh, that's, it's the book of um, Proverbs 31. So it dives into that. I'm really excited to get into that book. But do you have a favorite pastor that you listen to online during this time, especially right now? I love Charles Stanley. Every morning when I put my makeup on, he is sitting right next to me. He's a little cute. Are you listening? Say amen. I love that man. I've listened to him, my gosh, for like 30, 20 years, forever. Like he's, he's amazing. We, I grew up listening to him with my mom, always had him on. So he is amazing. Um, what about, let's transition into exercise. What is your favorite workout? What kind of work do you like hit? Do you like spinning? What is your favorite? I love body weight movement. I love gymnastics training. So I'm always going to, like my workouts are never the same. I do like some interval training. But I also like being nice to myself. I mean, so I'll run sprints and then walk on my hands. My training looks different, but then I love a good bar class. So I think that's hard to answer because I also love stretching. I love to mix it up. So that's impossible. It depends on the day. How's that? You know what? I agree because that's how I am. I don't have an actual favorite. I have to mix it up so I'm not bored because we have been working out for years and it can get boring at times. (laughs) So you definitely have to mix it up, ladies. Don't stick to one thing and don't do that one thing for months. If you want to see change, you have to change things. Yeah. And if you get bored, this is just a PS. Like I think people need to think about using their body for something instead of just what it looks like. Like I learned fitness things. So I, what kept me fit was always trying to learn something new. So learning how to do a handstand, learning how to walk on my hands, learning how to do certain things like that, that kind of stuff really helps you get strong for a different, get fit for a different purpose. Does that make sense? It does. I agree. Of course, learning something new. What about um, your favorite clean meal? My favorite? Oh my gosh, I have so many of them. All I do is cook. So I love making like, these um chicken or like uh grass-fed beef meatballs because they're always in the kitchen they're always in the fridge and i can just grab and eat them i i can't even answer that because i'm married to someone who's born and raised in italy so i know how to cook great italian food great i'm i'm half spanish and part french so my that's all we do oh. so I went to Italy with my family last year. Oh my goodness, the food is amazing. It's beyond amazing, actually. (laughs) I would say though that I love just like a great salad. Like I love good, like a new salad with great dressing and like a a different spin on it or meat cooked in a manner that's more like Mediterranean or not typical. So I love pairing flavors where you're like, oh, I would have never expected that and you love it, you know? You seem so structured with so many things and you look amazing, as I said, 500 times, but do you cheat in your diet at all? I don't even look at cheat. Okay, so here's my thing. And this may go against the grain of what you say, so I'm sorry if it does. Okay, Okay. I I don't believe in dieting at all. I believe that dieting has completely warped our relationship with food. So I just believe in eating what God made me to eat. And when I do that, I don't feel like I'm cheating. If I want to have ice cream, I feel like I'll have, I don't really care for sweets as much as I do like chips and salsa. 
So if I want some, I just make a plate, make a serving, and I fully enjoy it. I eliminate distractions. I fully enjoy it and move on. I don't look at, I've been good, I've been bad, I'm cheating. I look at it like God wants me to have a healthy relationship with food and my body, and I want to be a healthy role model for my daughter because my voice is going to become her inner voice, and I am not messing that up. Like, I pray on my face for wisdom to be a godly role model for my daughter. So I don't really have that kind of relationship with food. I feel like that is such a problem for so many people and you always want what you can't have. So I don't do that to myself. So, but back in the day when you weren't healthy and you were eating like that, I mean, did that take a lot for you to transition? Because I'm thinking of the woman right now listening and she's addicted to sugar and she's trying so hard and she wants to be like that. She wants to eat good, clean foods, but she's so addicted to sugar she doesn't know how to stop. So do you have clients that come to you with these addictions, you know, to sugar or ice cream and how do you handle those? Well, I think a, a lot of the reason that people are addicted to things like that is they aren't sleeping well. So when you're exhausted, you're running on caffeine and sugar. If every day at four o'clock you're grabbing sugar or coffee or something like a cap, like highly sugary coffee drinks or something like that to pull you through the day, it's because you're not taking care of yourself. When you eat right and you sleep right and you deal with, I take my stress to God, not to food, that changes everything. So it's also a crazy loop. Like you eat something bad. Oh, I did it. Okay, so let's just back up and let me talk about my fitness days. Like before a fitness competition, I would have a list. I'm gonna eat mint Oreos, I'm gonna eat nachos, I'm gonna eat pizza from this place. And I would have this garbage list of junk and I would eat it all then I would hate myself for it and then I would crave more I'm like what kind of psycho business is this and then I realized I want nothing to do with this this is not this is not this is an idol in people's lives it was an idol in my life and it's wrong so I literally surrendered my appetite to God and I teach tools that have completely healed thousands and thousands of women because this is absolutely why people get stuck in that cycle and they're on a crazy train and they eat bad and hate themselves for it and promise they'll they'll stop and they don't and then they do it again and again and again and again and again and it erodes their self-worth and it makes me so sad because they no one should live like that i can relate so much because i did the same thing and i had to also take my cravings or whatever you want to call them to god because i did after competing i think it really threw me for a loop. I don't know about you, but I had the list and I couldn't stop. I got into a really bad place and I said, okay, God, same thing as you. And I just had to surrender and say, I don't want to feel like this. I don't feel good in my body. So why am I punishing myself with bad foods? It's not a punishment to eat clean and healthy, you know, it's, but people think it's a punishment. And I say, instead of depriving, add in more good things. You'll feel good at the end of the day. It's just transitioning. Go ahead. It's also learning how to make food that you, like the foods you love in a healthy way and they actually taste better and they satisfy. Like I always say the biggest thing people can do is eliminate man-made food. Like I say eat God-made food, not man-made food. Cause all that processed food 
it has, I mean, it's proven to have chemicals in it that are as addictive as like heroin. Yes. So it's no reason that you eat a whole bag of chips and you get to the bottom of the bag and you're still hungry because it doesn't satisfy you. Exactly. And, and it causes more of an addiction. Yes. Eating the monster. Absolutely. I know. It's awful. It is. And having a 13-year-old. And my daughter, she's 20. She's really healthy. She really is following in my footsteps, which I'm so proud of her. My son struggles a little bit more with food. He doesn't like to try new things. But we are working on it. And it's every day just saying the same thing every day about food. And I'm, someday, Lord... I know he's going to just get it <laughs> and go for the apple and go for the salad, but we're not there yet. <laughs> no, and it's a process, especially like teenagers. It's hard because they just eat bags of chips and cookies and all this mm -hmm. stuff. So you have to teach them the best you can and pray that they come back to it. I mean, the Bible says that like train them in the way they should go and they'll return to it. But that doesn't mean that they're not going to go through these totally rebellious years where they eat garbage and you have to, you have to walk this journey out on your own. And mo as moms, we can't take all responsibility when they have free choice and they're in situations, they're going to make the decisions they want. But if we are that consistent, strong voice for them and we show up and we're living out what we're saying, that's the best we can do. Mm -hmm. And I think right now, looking at the silver lining of the quarantine, right now is your opportunity to do the best you can. Be the example. Buy the right foods. I mean, do this as a family, and you'll come out of this stronger. Absolutely. Cooking together, I mentioned earlier, is huge. Like, we always say we want all this time with our family. Well, here it is. Like, mm -hmm. let's... let's really do it like get the recipes out that your mom used to make and make them with your kids you know because i know a lot of us are so busy we haven't ever been able to get in the kitchen so do it do it together yes now is the time so i want to ask you a couple more questions before we go because i know a lot of women are going to be googling you and looking you up you need to tell us your secret to staying ageless <laughs> i know you have some secrets I don't think I look ageless, but I appreciate that. I will say that taking my stress to God is a huge one. I will say that sleeping consistently, like I sleep every night the same hours. I work out. I drink tons of water. I, I don't eat a lot of junk food. I firmly believe in good skincare and the cheapest best advice I can give women is sleep on a satin pillowcase. Like it saves your hair, saves the lines on your face. Mm -hmm. um, just taking care of yourself. I mean, everyone always jokes and, and it hurts. Like I, it, it used to really hurt me because people would always say, oh my gosh, you're so old. You're older than my mom and I'm competing against you. And I would say to myself, you know what, the, I'm gonna make this my message. Like, it's not too, you're not too old, it's not too late. At wherever you are right now, you can start taking care of yourself mm -hmm. and become a better version of you. Like my skin now looks better than it did when I was 30 because I ate junk and I didn't take care of myself. So I think the best anti-aging secrets are how you take care of yourself, how you live your life every day. And then of course there's great skincare and great makeup. Um, and just take, staying on top of it. I, I don't think people realize how much work goes into just taking good care of yourself. Mm -hmm. 
And I think the term, you are what you eat, I mean, how real is that one? <laughs> yes, I look at my face when after um, Easter, we were eating a little like chocolate and I was like, I'm not eating this. It literally made my skin look awful. Mm -hmm. like, give me fruits and vegetables. Like mm -hmm. I need to, it, I can't believe in such a short amount of time how I literally looked in the mirror and I was like, I don't even look, my skin looked dull and like it looked, I looked very unhealthy compared to what I'm nor I'd normally try to look like. And it just, it was shocking, the difference. It's shocking. I mean, I, the same thing. I was craving some salt a few weeks ago and I made, and this is a true story. I made, I, I was, you know, it was a Friday night. We made tacos and we were doing Mexican night. I said, oh, let's have a margarita. So I made a margarita and Kim, the next morning, I haven't had a margarita in so long. I'll have a glass of wine, you know, whenever, but the, the salt, whatever, that artificial, I woke up the next day unrecognizable, and this is truth. I'm not making it up because my body's probably, on top of it, it's used to drinking a lot of water, and like you, taking care of myself, taking care of my skin, and this satin pillowcase, all those things, when you throw it off with some bad food or a lot of artificial junk, it goes right to the face. And it's, so it makes you not want to. Yeah, but there's nothing wrong with no. tacos and a mar whatever margarita. Right. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. It's just, it shows you like, okay, yes. every day, what would I look like? Exactly. So that's why I say, you know, you've got taking care of yourself. Like you, you're absolutely stunning. Your skin looks amazing. You look like a picture of health and you're earning it. It's not just some miracle or good genes. Like it's a choice you obviously make every day. Yes. And that's, that's a really good point because a client just asked me yesterday, she said, do you just always look like that? I, I, meaning my, you know, you in shape. I said, actually, I show up every day for myself because I know what, you know, where I want to be, how I want to age, how, you know, I want to run up a, the stairs faster than my son as he gets older. So I think about things like that. And I think it matters. You need to really question yourself, your habits, what you're doing right now for your future. So if you want to make changes, it all starts with you showing up again. It just, you know, that show up in one way and, and then that will lead to the next thing. And I don't, I think people sometimes think it's easier for someone else. And I don't mean that to sound harsh, but it's not. It's not. We all have our ax to grind. We all have... Mm -hmm. something that we're at war with you know and for me I'm Latin it's my genetics like I will never be this shredded lean person I'm very I put tongue I, like muscle comes on easy but being uh, lean or small is never gonna be easy for me it's gonna be a war and I've accepted that so I'm like that's why I chose strong instead of fit first because I had done fit but I, that's why I chose strong, confident his because fit looks different on everybody. So just, I think people should have peace in knowing that when they show up from the, for themselves, however they look is amazing. Like you just be your best self. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about trying to look a certain way or look like an old picture of yourself. Just be the best you you can be right now. Like today, do today. 
do today. Amen. I want to, before we do go, I want to ask you about your podcast because I know it's fairly new and congratulations again on that. You're bringing, you know, so much light into the world with your scriptures and teaching with the Bible. But um, tell us a little bit about your podcast. So my listeners, if they want to tune in, tell us again the name of it. Okay. Strong Confident Kids was birthed out of last year. For like three years, I kind of moved away from social media. And last year, I haven't talked about it. I had to go through two surgeries and I wasn't able to work out at all last year for like six months. Mm -hmm. And it was really hard. And there was a medical malpractice suit that came up and I felt like God was telling me to drop it. And literally, Kelly, the minute that I dropped it, God reminded me, like, I had this goal for you that you never did. And he, I had always had it on my heart to write another book. And it was a faith and fitness devotional. So that it was on October 24th, actually, just this past year, where I literally drew the line in the sand and was like, okay, I started work. Like, God literally woke me up at 4 o'clock in the morning, gave me the words. I wrote this devotional in three weeks. And when I was titling it, I just wrote strong, confident, his, that's actually the tagline for my new book. But I, it it really represents everything that I stand for. I believe that women need to know their strength. They need to know how strong they are and not just when you take care of your body, but that your mind, you're telling yourself the life that you want every day. So speak life and strength over yourself because you were made for more. So when you're strong in your mind, your body will follow. And confidence, I'm not talking about confident in what you look like. I'm talking about the fact that there's only one of you and there will never be another you again. So when you are confident in who God made you to be and and you go for the dreams and visions and goals that he's given you, you are going to thrive and be your best self because no one shows up for themselves when they don't feel good. So stop thinking about what you look like or what people think because All that matters is that you live the life. You don't want to die and be like, oh my gosh, I wish I would have. Don't do that. So strong and confident in his, his obviously, because I firmly believe in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And I want to, I don't want to be at the end of my life and him say, okay, so like, what did you do with your life? I want to be like, God, I shut up and showed up every day for you. And in him and through him and for him, you can do things that you never thought you could. So strong, confident, his The podcast is all about equipping and empowering women with doable action steps they can take daily, strategies, recipes, workouts, scriptures, playlists, to live in God's best version of themselves for themselves. Because I feel like so many women are sitting or they're counting themselves out and playing small. And I don't want people to do that. It is never too late. You are not too old. Pregnancy didn't ruin your body, honey. You are amazing. Let's jump into life and become what you're supposed to be because you're missing out if you don't. And the world is missing out on that gift that you have. Wow. Make sure you all please tune in because you are such a blessing and that podcast is a blessing. It's been a blessing to me already. So thank you. And Kim, I always end the show with a last question. So are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. (laughs) Okay. I want to know, my show's Addicted to the Climb. So I want to know right now, what are you climbing towards next in your life? I really want to create a platform for women in a space that I've been told time and time again, nobody wants. 
nobody's asking the question, how do you combine your faith with your fitness? But here's the question people are asking, how can I feel good about myself now? How can I get control of my appetite? How can I get motivated to carry out the plan for my life? Like, so I want to create a platform for women. I've just done a new website, kimdolanletto.com, tons of free resources. And I want to start having, I'm writing a course. I actually have a free mini course right now that people can take. I'm writing a course for women to touch on all of these aspects. And then I want to do, um, I want to do like a, a tour. I want to meet people. I want to hug, hug them, pray over them, um, talk to them about what, you know, I think when you're in person and you have conferences, small groups, large groups, it's a different experience. So I want to create all of these things through, I've created the books, I'm creating the courses and creating the conferences to invite women to ask Jesus to be a part of this equation for them and give them a power and a strength and a confidence they didn't even know they had. So that's my vision and I am addicted to the climb. You are, oh my goodness, are you ever. You're on the good climb too with Jesus and I'm so excited for you. I'm gonna get the first ticket to your live event, so <laughs> I'm very excited. That's so, that's beautiful bringing women together. And I agree, live events and people face-to-face -face interaction, it definitely levels it up in so many ways, right? So that's very exciting. So congrats. We will all stay tuned for that. So Kim, where, um, if somebody wanted to reach out to you, where do you suggest they go? KimDolanLetto.com or KimDolanLetto Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest, Twitter, my podcast is Strong, Confident, His, and I would love to hear from you. And thank you, Kelly, so much for being a beautiful example of Christ and sharing your life and your gift with so many. And I really hope one day you and I can just give each other a big person because I feel like I already know you and I would love that. Me too. Thank you so much. I so appreciate you coming on and Thanks so much again, everybody, for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. And like Kim said, please screenshot if you did and tag us or DM us and tell us what you loved about it. And we hope to see you guys soon. Take care. If you loved this episode, make sure you guys tag me. And because I appreciate you all so much, I am offering you 10% off my course, Addicted to the Climb. You can find that on my website, kellytyan.com. Make sure to spell it K-E-L-L-E-Y-T-Y-A-N. Until the next time, keep on climbing.